0: Howdy, Mark. Howdy, Johnny. Wow, shit, I didn't realize we were uh, introducing Big Tex so early.
1: Who's Big Tex? This is Mark. I always talk this way.
0: Ha ha ha. Oh, man, you know, you know, Mark, uh, I I found this uh, really cool, like, kind of come on that you got to say for the ladies. You know, I, I said it to my wife the other day. Really? Yeah, you you want to hear it? Yeah, big big Mark Tex. Yes, I got bored with my own bit. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay, buddy. Uh, you know, so check this out. You walk up to a girl and you just say, "Yo, Sharice, you Stone Cold Fox. What up?" <laughs> hey there. Welcome to Dangle Podcast.
1: Welcome to Dangle Podcast. Do you? Do you call them Char- like so? You call this one girl Cherise every time. Like her name I could mean, be like Jennifer or Roberta or Montenegro, and you'd still call her Cherise. That's a. I
0: name, mean, right? yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of like a like a kink in my house because my wife's name definitely isn't Cherise. <laughs> oh man. All righty. Well, welcome to Dangle Podcast. Welcome to
1: Dangle Podcast. This is a weekly King of the Hill podcast where I, Mark, and my co-host
0: Johnny, Johnny, take, sorry, not nah, take mad
1: rips, taking mad rips. It's all right.
0: <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it draws like a pencil. It draws like a pencil. <laughs> no, just enjoying my enjoying my uh, Rocky Mountain Coors Light. <laughs> you know, everybody's favorite piss water. Everybody's favorite. It's favorite piss no Alamo. Water.
1: It's no Alamo. Um, yeah, we review uh, two episodes of King of the Hill to see if we love it, if we hate it, where it holds up in the timeline of all creation. Yes. But yeah, that's what we're going to do tonight. And I guess, Johnny, we ought to just jump right in, right?
0: I would agree, I would have to say we should. So uh, today we're, we're going to wrap up. This first episode here is the season one finale. We're going to wrap up season one. Yeah. Uh, episode 12, Plastic White Female. All right, we got an original air date of May 11, 1997. Okay. Uh, so I'm realizing in the chronology of things like I I like if we look at current events, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Columbine just happened.
1: What no, what's the date?
0: Uh May 11th of 97. No, was dude, it you Columbine got two, you in
1: got two more years. This is the second time you've missed. Columbine mis- quoted Col- Oh wow. Columbine is 42099.
0: Or twenty Four thousand. I don't know thousand, why I haven't 22000, yeah. And it's not 2,000. There's no yeah, way it's yeah, 2,000. It uh-uh. I'm looking this up right now because yeah, I swear – like there's a reason – sign – like there's there's a – there's a reason that 97 keeps sticking out at me, but I, it's, that is wrong. It's 99. Four
1: twenty nine. It's not 97. My bad. My
0: bad. 420, 99. It's all right because I said okay.
1: 2,000, which is weird because I got it right in the first episode. Whatever. It doesn't matter.
0: You did, and it's okay, because whoever's listening here is definitely going to make fun of us for it, because I've now brought it up twice. Yeah,
1: whatever. At this point, I will take (laughs) any interaction. I am starved for human contact.
0: Hey, we'll go for it, man. Don't make us look like Bills. Talk to (laughs) us. Bills, Bills. Bills, Uh, Bills. All right. All righty. So, uh, cast of characters for this episode, we have Hank, Peggy, Bobby Hill. What a shocker there. Uh, one, Luann Platter, Dale and Nancy and Joseph Gribble, Boomhauer, Bildo Treve. Uh, for some some magnificent reason, Min Subanusapone's in this episode, and I think that may be a typo on the uh, King of the Hill wiki, because I don't remember Min, but I definitely remember Connie. Yes. Like, yeah. Connie has a speaking role in this, so I think whoever's editing the the King of the Hill wiki needs to, like, get their shit together. Which also, uh, call we,
1: back to episode number two, where you point out the Jason Adler, or or no 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 when you got mad no episode two you did the same thing you got one in episode two and now i can't remember because i'm trying to think about it i did and yeah no, it's, like, it was order the straight arrow yeah, straight arrow yeah not yeah because you know, they didn't they
0: Madden, didn't get useless yeah no that's useless
1: that yeah that's what yeah yeah yeah
0: <laughs> but exactly like these guys need to get their shit together we're amateurs and we're, we're correcting this like we need to like
1: we need to get on there like as a contributor like Dangle podcast.
0: It, abs, uh, dude, I'll get in here and start editing some shit. Do it.
1: I grant you this power now. I dub thee Johnny, Knight of the Blue <laughs> Flame of Valor. Long may uh, you burn knight. the impurities from our wiki.
0: Fwazoo! <laughs> 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 All right, we got a couple more in here. Uh, we have Miss Kremser. Kremser? That sounds right, yeah? Sure. Uh, we've got Sharona Johnson, a debut. Mm-hmm. And Sharice, just named once, just because Bobby is hilarious. <laughs> All right, Mark, you got a synopsis for us?
1: Um, Yeah, Joseph is going to have a party. Bobby says he's down to go and is excited for it until he finds out that it's a boy-girl party and realizes that, like, suddenly he's awkward around girls, and it's a way-too-real-for-the-room kind of Bobby episode. But then, simultaneously, Luann has been given her final from the Beauty Academy, and it's a plastic human head with real human hair on it, I guess, right? And she gets to cut and smile at one time, and that's her final. And Bobby ends up falling in love with said head, and the head gives him confidence. It makes him a stone-cold killer with the ladies. And, yeah, until... They think that he falls in love with the head and hilarity ensues, and yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. It's an well, amazing... Well stated. It's
1: an amazing... It's not. It's rambling, but it is amazing, and I don't want to get into it too soon. It's a great metaphor for just masturbation and how parents don't understand because they've forgotten everything. And yeah, I didn't realize that till I watched it this week, but there we are.
0: There you go. Well, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. They are a star characters Hank, Peggy, Bobby... Mm-hmm. And our B story characters are, are you know, because I think it's it's a full on B story. We have Luann and Miss Kremser, Kremser. I don't know why I can't pronounce that tonight. Kremser. Probably because I keep trying to say it like uh, I keep trying to say it like Luann, Miss Kremser, <laughs> and I just can't do a very good Britney Murphy impersonation.
1: It's okay. We'll get there. <laughs> this podcast is about, we about will. growth and
0: learning. and a lot of really bad impersonations
1: oh my god pounds of them
0: yes okay so uh let's i think we should jump right into pros and cons so i because this is the season finale i feel like they took just about every joke they couldn't cram in somewhere else and threw it in here somewhere and just kind of made it work in this weird beautiful frankenstein of an episode yeah I, I, there is so many good, good jokes in this episode. I have a whole list of them written down here, so hold on. Okay, yeah. All right, so uh, let's see here. I mean, we're starting out really strong with Hank just going, Bills, Bills, why do we keep getting Bills mail?
1: I also have that <laughs> note, absolutely
0: yes. Right? Um, well, I, Like we're starting to see the awkwardness uh and like the the generational gap between bobby and hank a little bit Mm -hmm. when hank goes up to him and says i hear they they found a cure for the cooties bobby just what what, what's that oh you know the germs you get from girls "Uh, do you mean chlamydia yeah (laughs) (laughs) i just i lost it i lost it um, and he's, Bobby is just unabashedly like, you mean chlamydia? Like it's, he doesn't know there's anything wrong with it. Yeah. You just, it, it's a thing. Um, thing. Hank screaming at Heggy, this better be about dinner. <laughs> when he wants to talk to her in the, in the kitchen. Yeah. Like, oh, just so many, like, I don't know what it is, but they just, they got so many good, just like ridiculous slapstick character moments out of this episode. Um, even just the, yo, Sharice, you stone cold fox, what up? Like, perfect. Such a like, it good, doesn't and, fit a, anywhere else. Such a good
1: line, yeah. Like,
0: And it's, yo, it's just solid. So, I really feel like the, the writers just kind of left it all out there in this episode. They went, well, to heck with it. If, if we're not going to get another season, because I don't know if they had been announced they were going to get another one at this point, we're just going to lay it all out right now.
1: Yeah. Ab- yeah, no, like, and why, yeah, you get it out if you're not getting renewed, cool, get it out, but if you do, well... I, I like season finale, yeah, like I like the season finale too that, you know, ends on, not on like any kind of note, it just ends. There's a little bit of like, there's no groundbreaking growth or change or anything, but especially for the f- right. this first season, like, we're just going to go into it, Bobby's going to be a little bit more mature, that's where we're going to be, and if this is how we ended it, and, and end it and pick it up, then fine, I'm into it, and if, you're right, if you sure. ended here, well then fine, I don't know,
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: Sure. I'm having a hard time, now I- I'm sorry, I can't talk, Johnny that's that is okay mark that is completely
0: that's that's okay you know we are recording later than we normally do so so it's it's definitely understandable
1: so did i tell you i built a pumpkin patch for work because i built a pumpkin patch for work you did not oh i totally did
0: oh there's a lot of little kids that are happy with you right now
1: i hope my boss is happy with me but that's kind of why i got poo brain guys i'm sorry
0: i i think you know this this season ender yeah it's, it's kind of a, you know, it happens a couple more times in this series, but eventually this series is going to turn into something that, you know, was definitely more commonplace now. Um, this is a series end or not a series, a season ender of a TV show that you and I would grow up with Yeah. where not every single thing had to be a continuous through story. Not every single season had to, you know, leave with a cliffhanger to get another season. Like this is just a basic bitch sitcom. Yeah.
1: But it was written to be. And I contained. really like that. Yeah, it's great. It's I refreshing.
0: really, I miss that. I miss when TV shows just didn't have to have like these, you know, entire season-long story arcs that you touch on a little bit in every single episode. Like, yes, that's cool. Yes, that works with a lot of cool stuff. Um, you know, I th- there's a lot of really good TV out there that does that, but not every single show has to do it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And
0: especially in this animated medium, I feel like. I, I would be remiss if I didn't point out that, like, if this was the end of King of the Hill, yeah, that would suck, because there's a lot of really good stuff coming up, but it's a solid ending, yeah. because that's the way it would have ended in the 90s.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's perfect, yeah, dude. Yeah,
0: yeah. so I don't know, I, I I really, I enjoy the fact that they, you know, they, they took, they pulled out a lot of stops for this, and that was pretty badass. Yeah. Um i also found a a pro in here is this is this is a really a a good instance of bobby getting to let his unabashed freak out this is the bobby hill that everybody in the world loves yes the one that's just like unashamedly weird you know he's he's cloud gazing with a plastic head and he's playing spin the bottle like this is the bobby hill that nobody like does not give a, a crap what anybody thinks about him Pretty much. Like, he definitely even owns, owns up to it when he is eventually discovered by Peggy. Like, I was just practicing kissing the head. It's fine.
1: Yeah. I even... I have that as a note. Like, Bobby is a weirdly reasonable kid. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Like...
0: I mean, when you look at his dad, though, it does make a little sense.
1: But it doesn't. Because Hank is so unreasonable about every... And I mean, he's just... I guess Hank's not unreasonable. He just deals in absolutes. And... Fine. I don't know right? but no like you, you it's like the chlamydia thing. He's just oh yeah, it's it's a disease you get from sex, whatever. Big deal. Like he's just <laughs> yeah. You, oh yeah. I, I don't think I knew what chlamydia was as a 12-year-old. you know what I mean? But Bobby does and he's fine oh, with it. Oh sure.
0: Yeah. Sure. Well, and it's also hilarious that I mean, no Texan kid at 12 years old should know what chlamydia is. Oh, They're kind of yeah. kept in the dark most of the time.
1: This is also true.
0: But, I don't know, I, I really just, like, a lot of my pros in here are just about how excellent excellently written this episode is, and it's just weirdly good.
1: I, I think, I don't know. no, I, I agree with you. I don't have, well, I got a couple negatives, but, like, it's weird. You kind of hit all my pros, too. Um, yeah. Um, the ending, I think, is fantastic, too. Because it totally, yes. like, man... You're right. Where this is Bobby, like that switch flips in his head, and he's like the Bobby we're gonna get for a couple seasons, with yes, minus a couple exceptions. But like he's the no, he's the no shits given. He's he's Bobby Hill. Deal with it. And it's like, oh, well, I spun the bottle and it lands on Nancy. Come here, woman, like.
0: Yep. Well, and I, I love this Bobby because he's weird, but he's got his limits. He's not just bizarrely weird, like, you know, Tartuffe the Spry Wonder Dog. He's not weird for weird's sake. Yes. Like, this is, I mean, it's it's Bobby. He's weird. He gets it, and he understands it and can kind of, like, register it himself. But he also doesn't care.
1: Well, yeah, uh, yeah, he's he's good with it. Like, I don't know. But also, yeah. so, okay, let's really quick, let's just, like... This is the season one finale. Let's try... Okay, yes. let's, like, dial back the Bobby weirdness really quick. So, like, this one versus, like, King of the Ant Hill when he qu- communicates with a female fire ant queen. I guess it... <laughs> yeah. So, communicates with a fire ant queen. Um, wasn't that weird? I guess, I don't know, playing a guitar with cheese? That's irritating, not weird. Uh, uh, doing a yeah. with your wife in the front room and niece irritating but not weird
0: yeah trying to trying to like screw around in a medical office with a proctologist kind of weird that's that mostly was, just kid stuff
1: but he was i don't know that's weird he's watching hank get a very in, a very invasive medical procedure that's
0: <laughs> that is a little he's think, oddly comfortable with it
1: yeah i don't think i could be around my parent i don't think i could be around myself if that was the case like you know yeah yeah
0: yeah, if you were to Doctor Strange just, like, astral project yourself, you'd be out of the room.
1: Oh, yeah. So, yeah, is this is this moment in, in the Bobby timeline so far, is this his weirdest, do you think?
0: I, I think so. I think this is kind of his zenith. Okay. You know? This is going to become his baseline for a couple of seasons.
1: But I just, and I don't
0: know if it's just the writers finding that they loved it or if they got a really positive response from it or what but whatever it was they went with it and they just said okay this is it this is it for a while this is what we want Bobby to be I'm
1: sure that this happened though like in some type of something to one of them you know somebody where they had a buddy or something I don't know because there's it's, something weird about this episode where it hit me so hard like I honestly it's think- it's weird go ahead yeah
0: I was going to say it's it's weird but not unbelievably weird. But
1: that's my point. Like but also yeah. underneath all of that not not cripplingly weird, there's this like Okay, so I'm just going to list some stuff really quick. Um So number 1 Bobby nails me as a kid at that age. Okay. So they hit this thing perfectly, like the locker scene. I just, just that, just that little bit where something never ever mattered before because whatever, and then suddenly it does, and they're so good at it. Like,
0: it's, it's oh yeah, I don't
1: know. it's great. Uh,
0: I just I, that's my on my pros list right here. That's the next one on there is that uh, Bobby gets his own acid trip scene.
1: Yes, he does. I yeah, he get. Did you catch the four <laughs> right there, there at the lockers? Because I wrote uh, no, boobs. no, I didn't. It's towards the end there, like it's that girl in the purple top and like she pulls back, she grows four boobs and they start spinning like a, um, uh, Gatling turret. It's kind of off-putting. No kidding. I, that's, I noticed that. That's I, I made a, I made a note of it. That's how hard I noticed it. Like,
0: yeah. Well, and I'm going to throw this under a pro just cause it's going to be a through line for the rest of the series. Yeah. Um, this is the last one that I've got. I'm pretty sure this is the first time we see specifically named Alamo beer.
1: I think it is too, right?
0: It's it's right in the end of the episode. It's They don't call it out by name, but it's written on the side of their beer cans. Yeah. But I just thought that was kind of a fun little observation. I, I don't know. I mean, I have, haven't paid too much attention to their beer, but at some point, I know, heck, we're, we're going to get there in just a couple episodes when they're in Luann's trailer. Like, that is very clearly Alamo. They've yeah. got the branding on point at that point.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you need that, but. though. Like, um... I feel like every good TV show has that good like import like Duff Beer, what um, Potucket yeah, Potucket Pat, Pat like from Family Guy. um Yeah, Slurm. I know it's not beer, but these are all no, brands. but it's it's these very iconic that we recognize that that don't exist, but we recognize them. So I think in maybe, our nerd culture, yeah
0: even in yeah our nerd culture yeah oh yeah
1: i don't even think it's nerd culture because like how many like just average duff t-shirts do you see you know
0: yeah i don't know well it's not nerd culture anymore it would have been at the time though If you walk around in 1997 wearing an alamo beer shirt someone's gonna look at you and be like what the hell are you doing
1: fair yeah especially i would unabashed a thousand microbreweries so yeah
0: right i would definitely unabashedly wear an Al or not an alamo uh, beer i would wear a strickland propane trucker hat but i'm that's just me <laughs> okay so what do you what do you got for cons you said you had a couple cons here
1: um okay um the beach boys god this is such a good episode and they threw that wouldn't it be nice if we yeah i'm sorry i hate the beach boys it's like Show me audio of like chainsaws massacring baby penguins. Do that instead. Like,
0: <laughs> okay, okay. And I know the. And I, I
1: know like four of the baby penguins and their parents. Like, I, fine. Like to make it even more personal to me. But
0: I, I'm really glad that you brought a personal con up in this episode because I have one in another episode we're going to do here pretty soon. Cool. And it makes me feel better that your 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 personal con is in there. Like, I think we're allowed to have a couple of those. Um, I I had one in here that uh, Miss Kremser is she's a dick, and it's a little bit too much. No,
1: she's not. She's a bitch. Uh,
0: it's, okay, and I also wrote in here that this might be the only instance where Hank uses the word bitch to mean something that it doesn't mean female dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like in the whole series, it's very right. out of character. It's
1: great. No, it's but it's so great too because like she's just yes, like talking yes. shit, riding on this man's head. And he just kills it. What a bitch. Like, and even like... Oh, it's
0: definitely appropriate. It's just out of character. I don't
1: even know if it is, though, because I there's also this weird, like, sideline to me this entire time. We've heard about Luann having a hard time at the Beauty Academy, and you're like... For a whole season. Okay, bullshit. How hard can it be? Luann is obviously just stupid, right? But then, like, what the hell are they talking about with the hair colors or something stupid? No. Oh, no, Sharona no. Johnson's what, talking what about... what you should have recognized. And it was like, oh, well, she had henna, and that'll screw you up. Why would anybody know that? Maybe I'm way off base. Hey, hairdresser, hairdressers in the audience, beauticians, whatever you guys want to call yourself, if you're out there, let us know. Is that a thing you went through at beauty school? Because holy shit, like... But it gives Hank this opportunity, because she's just being so shitty, he suddenly gets it, and I just... I honestly think it's a weird support line for Luann. Even if he doesn't give it to her, he's just he's saying like, "Yeah, I get it. She's a bitch. I understand why you're having a hard time. I'm sorry. I'm rambling oh, yeah. super bad." Oh yeah.
0: No, no, no. Like, no. You're making very valid points here. Like, I, I yeah, Miss Kremser. She's she is a dick. And I'm really my issue with her is that I think the first instance you see her, she ends every single sentence by singling Luann out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, yep, this is what you're all going to do. Make sure you're paying attention, Miss Platter. Like she adds it specifically at the end of every sentence. And I'm like, okay, this is overkill, guys. You could have done it once or twice and really hit your point, but you did it like four times. So I don't know. I I, I thought it was just a little bit much for me, but okay. it, it does kind of, it makes makes Hank's payoff with the word bitch just so much better.
1: Yeah, I, I get it, though. I, I understand where you're coming from.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the other real kind of con thing that I had in here is just this, a, a part that made me feel kind of icky. Okay. So Bobby getting pervy in the bushes. Luann is like – she's like brushing the head and she's doing all sorts of stuff and he's watching him like in the bushes yeah. like he's a peeping Tom. You know, like we're watching Animal House or something. Yeah. And – that was fine that was funny but then they had to take it extra for another three seconds and have luanda start undressing and i'm like guys come on oh no but like i they're they're cousins no did
1: not you catch that gag though because as soon as she, you gotta explain it to me yes okay so he's they're they're watching all pervy and he's like checking her out brushing the hair and stuff and then he she like goes to take off her top and as she starts to move like that as soon as she's done with the head bobby's turned away He doesn't want to see live boob. He wants to see the head crushed. Yeah.
0: Okay, that does make it a a little bit better. Maybe I just didn't watch that close enough.
1: I mean, it is one of those, like, blink and you'll miss it type deals, but. Because I even saw that and took, like, note of it because I was like, huh, that's kind of funny. He just cares about that head. That is kind of gross.
0: Okay, okay. Now that actually makes me feel better because I don't have a lot of bad things to say about this episode. I was kind of hunting. And. If, if the stuff I'm hunting for isn't even that bad, I feel a lot better about, you know, how I landed on it.
1: I have a serious problem with this episode. Okay. Like, groundbreakingly huge, okay? Okay. Okay, so... Sorry, I'm burping. Bobby falls in love with Head, right?
0: Yes. So they know about
1: Head. Fine, whatever. Yes. They find out about Head, and then Hank decile, decides they he, he can't have his boy kissing just Head. So he goes to okay. take to the saw... Throws the saw on, and what does he do, John? He pushes. Cuts it, with, it down the middle. Yeah, with his hands, with his fingers. Yeah. Okay. Either Hank is so pissed off, but okay. But also, but also, you will note that Hank is wearing goggles in this shot. I'm sorry, this is my okay. comic book guy nerdiest I'm ever gonna get for King of the Hill, because literally this is the only thing I found wrong, I could find wrong with it. But like, yep. what the hell, man? He pushed like, and he gets. It honestly grossed me out watching. He's like, he's going to cut his thumbs off, isn't he? But it's, <laughs> it's real dumb, but yeah.
0: Oh, no, it's well, and i that's a very astute observation, because I know, like, I can picture it in my head where he's wearing the goggles, so that definitely tracks. Clearly, yeah. Hank is the type of person to, even even if he's pissed, he's, he's looking out for safety. He's Mr. <laughs> Osha, but you're right like that is i wouldn't say like groundbreaking earth shattering but damn is that a it's a big flaw it's
1: not it's not either of those i just i couldn't find anything (laughs) wrong with this episode i don't know if i was like shithouse when i watched it but everything i wrote in my notes was just i love it it's great it's wonderful and i other than other than like and i don't think it's a con or a pro but i'm gonna blame you because we called it down in the other episode when we were talking about like the um, in uh, Hanks' Unmentionable problem about his uh, bathroom habits, man, this uh-huh. is just, just such a reference for jacking off and discovering jacking off and all that stuff. And it's 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 not good or bad. I don't know if you picked that up or if you decide or decided that was the through line, but man, that's what I did. Cause like, there's the fear that Bobby finds. Like he's chilling with the head. He had lots of time with head. But then like, oh shit, he hears his mom coming home and gotta cover it all up and. It just is such a weirdly personal coming of age story, and I love it, and I hate it, and I—I I don't know. I—I I love this episode so much.
0: I'm gonna—I'm gonna say in the like 20 times I've probably watched through this, yeah. I have never once made that connection. So the next time through, I'm going to think oh, of it shit. that way, and I'll let you know. That's me though. Uh, no, I'm like because it makes sense. Like,
1: it's such a weird puberty coming of age tale. He's afraid of girls, also. Con, I wrote in here. I think I realized where my fetish for tall women came from. Because, like, I'm sorry, dude. Sharice you stone-cold fox, I, that tripped something in my brain that snapped me back to, like, reptile 12-year-old puberty brain head. And I was like, yep. that's how you talk to women. What's going on? Sorry. Let me make sure it's... Y- you own it.
0: You're still going? Absolutely. Okay, other than what we've already mentioned, Mark, you got a favorite moment for this episode?
1: So favorite moments, um... I don't have a favorite. I love everything. I just love this episode. How about you? You got a favorite?
0: I mean, I I, I already called out most of them earlier in this. There, it's almost all quotes because I like the way that the writers just wrote some of these one-off jokes. Would just it just kills me. But I have an animation joke that it kills me every time. Maybe not anybody else. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's because I like super weird drawn animation sometimes, mm-hmm. especially when you can really see the emotion in it. And I'm specifically thinking of Hank has locked head up and Bobby is trying to jimmy his way in in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And you just, you see this panorama of their bedroom, of Hank and Peggy's bedroom and Peggy's asleep and Hank just drifts into frame and he's pissed off.
1: Yeah.
0: And he's fine for half a second. And then Bobby makes more noise and it cuts back to him and he's literally twitching like his eyeball is twitching and I lose my shit every time. It's it's one of like maybe five scenes in the whole series that I would love to own an animation cell from because that pissed off Hank, it just kills me, man. So that's that's got to be a favorite moment for All me. Right
1: i also love that bit where you just hear the snoring and you're like oh man hank's really saw in logs cut to hank's dead ass awake and peggy's the one snoring and it <laughs> yep. then just feels so bad for hank and you're just like oh buddy i'm sorry
0: yeah not only does he have to deal with her size 15 16 feet but damn dude somebody get her a nasal strip
1: oh my god and that tiny dumb reading well, lamp. We haven't seen that yet, so it's fine. Oh
0: God, we haven't seen her reading lamp yet.
1: Um, also, okay, I got well, one favorite line. I'm sorry, I got to give it to you really quick. No, 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 go for it. Hell, Dad, I'm proud of you too. I love that so much. It's. <laughs> yep. I love it. It's great.
0: Oh, it's it is. It's a good moment between the two of them. Hey, he he gets out of that place so fast. Hank can't even yell at him for saying. Hell. I know.
1: But it's just so great. Yeah. It, like. Bobby has now at this point, like, mastered swearing. He's that smooth. Like, it's great.
0: Oh, yeah. All right, Mark, why don't you explain our rating system?
1: All right, so our rating system breaks down like this. The very bottom is tier, the lowest of the low. You've got Charcoal. Above that, you've got Megalo quality. It's kind of like a bronze quality if you had to give it a metal color. It's not that bad, but it's really not that good above that you've got butane or silver butane is a bastard gas and silver is a bastard metal metal there's a lot of good but there's also a lot of bad above that you have the coveted char king imperial rating which is our gold standard rating it's really really good but there is a couple of weird flaws in it and finally the top tier of our top tier our s rank the missions that you don't qualify for because you suck so bad naruto well that's gonna be our uh blue flame of valor (laughs)
0: <laughs> so, sorry. You're fine. Just, I was wondering how long it was going to take for you to drop a Naruto reference in this and seven episodes. We That's go. damn good, buddy. <laughs> All right. Uh, you want to rate first? Or you want me to? Uh, yeah, Johnny, where do you rate on this one? So, a scale of charcoal to the blue flame of valor. I gave Plastic White Female a Char King. Okay. I was not expecting to give it a Char King when I rewatched it. This week, I really wasn't like, I I don't remember liking this episode as much as I did on a rewatch. I've seen it a billion times and I usually just go, oh man, it's the one with a stupid plastic head again. And I, you know, maybe it's just become such a habit of me to rewatch stuff that like, I start to miss things. And I'm really glad I kind of did a deep dive for this podcast here and reanalyzed it because this is on par just about with king of the Ant Hill for me it's one of the best episodes of season one i think it's a solid season finisher full of jokes man
1: uh, yeah absolutely and man you hit it you hit it so hard because honestly i felt the same way as you did i saw this in my queue and i was like god not this one and then i watched it and it was funny i laughed my ass off it's those muppets it's great <laughs> you, you got him watching those Muppets frogs kissing pigs. What did you expect? I love that. It's uh, no one's really out of character. It's got he- also my favorite line of, "What a bitch!" It's so good. Like <laughs> yes, it's so good. um And then I told you, like I got weird with this episode because it hit me in a weird way that I didn't know that I could get hit. You know, what? 18 years after watching it the first time or whatever, more than that, but whatever, like man. And it's these reasons that I, Johnny have to break down. And I, I think I got to give this a a blue flame of valor.
0: Oh man. Because minus the
1: glaring joke flaw of Hank, not having like a guide for his saw, because I can even chalk that up to why the hell would anybody know that you need a guide for a saw? Fine. Yeah there's nothing wrong with this episode it's great it holds up so well it hit me at a weird personal emotional level it it's it's wonderful i'm giving i'm coming out i'm saying it i am giving plastic white female a blue flame of valor
0: our very first our very first valor
1: listeners don't think i'm throwing this out there because it's the last one i just i wrote this in my I, i unabashedly wrote this in my notes like three days ago and i watched it i was like no this is it man this is i'm giving a blue flame it deserves it this, this yeah. is the perfect episode of king of the hill like yeah
0: it encompasses so much good stuff in it you're right
1: nothing doesn't not land it's it's fantastic like my biggest bitch is the beach boys that's it that's all i've got no no because you know what yeah if I was that's that's it, overlooked what would i put in yeah what would i put in pumped up kicks i mean probably not but still
0: there you go anyway
1: i'm getting too emotional i feel weirdly i feel weird i feel i feel dirty not dirty but like it's weird i don't know this it's weird sorry we
0: should go to the next nope that's that's okay so we're gonna we're gonna transport ourselves in time from may of 97 to september of 97 to the season two episode one how to fire a rifle without really trying all right, so we, Mark, we've got an original air date of September 21, 1997. Okay. Cast of characters includes Hank, Peggy, Bobby Hill, Luann Platter, Dale and Joseph Gribble, Boomhauer, Bill Dotrieve. There's a cameo, apparently, of Eustace Miller, and I don't remember. I looked everywhere for him in this episode. The only place that I can see, and here I am. I'm going to be that guy again, I'm the guy that needs to go and edit the wiki. The only instance where he could have been, is in the stands watching the the shooting tournament at the end. Mm-hmm. And my bitch here is, you see Cotton very distinctively, because Cotton Miller's, or Cotton Hill is also in this. Yes. Sorry, I'm looking at my, my notes here. It says Cotton Miller. <laughs> uh, Cotton is very clearly in the stands, and Enrique is sitting next to him, had, but is not credited in this episode.
1: I had that as a note. Enrique hanging with Cotton. Thank you. Mark. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. yep.
0: Um, we have Angela... I don't know who Angela is, okay. Uh, we also have our very first, I think guest star that isn't uh like that we've had essentially since um Hank's Got the Willies in Philip Nye, and I like this because it's a guest star that is not playing himself.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally.
0: yeah, we've got and we'll get to him here in just a minute, but uh, and then we have a debut of Tug, and I don't know how often we see tug, the the crazy n r a guy. I know he shows up at least a couple of times though yeah. Okay. Um, you got a synopsis or you want me to?
1: Um, yeah. Why don't you take this one? Yeah.
0: Sure. Uh, it's short and sweet and to the point. When Bobby finds he has a talent for shooting, Hank must tell him the terrible truth that he has never been a good shot. That's kind of, you know, I boiled it down to basically that's the premise of the whole synops- like the whole episode here, the whole arc. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it, though
0: yeah oh yeah and you know we've got some a-story characters we've got some other like minor players peggy shows up cotton shows up we've got a couple of really fun appearances by dale but really this is a hank and bobby very hank and bobby centric episode mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah so um why don't we we jump right into pros and cons yeah sure um let's hear some pros mark
1: um pro uh i love i love the uh, bad latin peggy i just i think that's great She is stupid in two languages. Not stupid, but oh, her carpe diem. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. Like ignorant. Yeah, but it's just it's funny to me, and I kind of wish like, I want to see I want to see like a King of the Hill season thirty when like Bobby becomes a weeb, so he learns Japanese so he can read the manga when they come out like the week before, so he doesn't have to wait for translation. But then I want to watch Peggy like think that she can. So she'll like just be reading like, Oh "Ohayo gozaimasu," "Watashi wa Peggy ru des." Like I just want to see that, like you know what I mean? Yeah. I just I want to see that little bit, and it'll never happen. I know, but I just I love Becky no, being dumb in a different language. It's always funny to me, like especially this because she's so never... genuine. Like I don't know
0: what's up. Yeah, oh yeah. I was going to say, I have never watched any King of the Hill in any other language but English, and I know that it is big in Japan, and I kind of want to watch the Japanese voiceovers now, because if, if they have her doing bad Japanese, that would that would just be the, the cherry on top, right?
1: Oh, dude, absolutely. Oh, like, what? this
0: is going to be some sort of weird thing, like weird rabbit hole you and I were, are going to go down one of these days. It, like that'll be like extra special Patreon episode or something like. <laughs> damn. <laughs> 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 but no, like I yeah, I'd never really <laughs> thought of that. But like, she's got to be doing like this was a popular enough show. It's got to be in more languages. I know it's big in Japan because Japanese people love this for some but reason. But isn't there that weird but, debate like, he,
1: about how like they're like it is an American anime. It's not an American anime. No, it's not that. It's. What is it? Oh, it's the the tell you what they get all mad at the pronunciation of that, don't they? Isn't that the big deal? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. But okay. Okay. Yeah. So Peggy's ba- <laughs> Peggy's bad Latin. Pe- it's very. It's consistent. They're consistent. Yeah.
1: Um, standout moment for me. Um, the shooting montage at the end of the um gun event. I love that. I love that whole thing. It's so dumb. It's it's cute. And yeah. it's dumb And it's fun. Hank and Bobby are having the time of their lives. Like. It's just great.
0: Oh yeah. How about you? I mean i i have I have that competition specifically in my cons column, mm-hmm. but for a different reason. Because it's so goddamn but unsafe. It's <laughs> it's unrealistic. I think is what I put. Also that, um, but
1: like it's also animation, like in the nineties. So it's you know
0: we can. Sure. Oh sure. Uh, so my pros here. I've got you know this is a good Bobby and Hank episode because, well, Hank really gets to enjoy Bobby having a talent. And that's not often. Yes. Like, there's only a handful of those episodes. At least the ones that Hank actually enjoys. You know, Bobby is a funny kid, and he's very good with prop comedy, and he's actually a pretty damn good classical trained clown, but Hank hates that. Yeah. You know? You only get, like, one of these shooting episodes or a Propaniacs episode, like, you get it once in a blue moon, it feels like. And this is a pretty strong one.
1: But you couldn't have more than one of these... in it. Because like we already had Bobby being good at golf, and he you know, almost killed Willie Nelson, like.
0: That's that's true. I wonder
1: if Bobby gets one episode per season where he's good. We should keep an eye on this because.
0: We should. This is season one. We absolutely
1: should. Is this the like? The 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 the, is this Bobby's good episode? You know what I mean? Like we yeah oh yeah well then they burned it right off and then yeah yeah do they burn it yeah
0: as I say they burned it right early off then.
1: Uh, but, felt, um, I also yeah, I
0: don't know. it maybe I also felt like we got a lot of really cool character arcs in this episode Okay, you know you get to see a lot more of Hank's backstory of how he interacts with Cotton mm-hmm. and I mean we, that's all stuff that we could have inferred and that's not really the arc part because like we already know Cotton's kind of a piece of shit to Hank and he always has been um, <laughs> the I want my binky back always kills me in his flashbacks yeah every single time i lose it because the idea is that like there's a three-year-old shooting a gun <laughs> um, but the i think the arc here really it really comes from our guest star philip nye and it's it's not typical of hank to even entertain this idea we've already seen what he thinks of like new age healers mm-hmm. so the idea of him going to a sports therapist is just, it's a little wonky, but they turned it into something pretty believable. Mm-hmm. They made Philip Nye not a piece of shit. He's very likable in this, despite the fact that he is kind of obnoxious in the end.
1: He's great, though. I love him. I love every single line that man delivers. Like, yes, even the, you're going to throw it away now. Like, I... Uh-huh. You're very, what is, yeah, and, losers and, and are Philip- very predictable, and he proves his
0: point, and it's great. Like... Oh, for sure. It, so it's brilliant writing, but, like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I have a, a very large soft spot for Wallace Shawn. That's the voice of Philip Nye. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've had a soft spot for him ever since I watched him in Princess Bride. Yeah. So, you know, every time the guy shows up, I'm like, okay, I'm in. Uh, let's see what Wallace Shawn's doing this week.
1: Yeah, for sure. But it's always good. Yeah. But especially here, because, like, I feel like he can really, especially him, can can get cast in some pretty stinker roles or he's just kind of obnoxious but like this one he's funny he is good like even just the line like to the end of the rainbow i'm not saying that say whatever you want he's already over hank not buying into him so he just i'll shut up and do it like it's great i he's so funny he's actually one of my pros but i didn't want to give away the uh, star reveal.
0: No, no, exactly. Like it's he's he's fantastic, but and, and more importantly than anything else at least to me is he makes an impact in the end of the episode. He is what makes the arc. Yes. Because Hank finally gets over his shit and he finally gets to like is spend the good fun quality time he's wanted the whole episode with Bobby without feeling weird.
1: Yeah.
0: So, I don't know. I also have a soft spot for his character specifically because I am currently in a master's program to be a counselor and i think it's hilarious that he just like hangs out at the crappy gun club looking for people
1: because losers show up early
0: like they they, yes absolutely um i think as far as background elements in this episode like almost one-off jokes like stuff that you really shouldn't pay attention to but it's there and if you're listening it's funny yeah Anytime you see Dale in this episode, and you know how much of a ham I am for Dale,
1: Oh, but yeah. it's
0: solid. Like you finally you get to see him in the Gun Club for the first time, yep, and with the rest of his people, which is great. Um, he, <laughs> he right, uh, Dale talking about like, oh, Hank's jacket is so Desert Storm. Oh, it just it's so good. But everything, like I'm pretty sure my my favorite moment is just everything in the Gun Club. Yeah. The mounted rat skull, the random ass soldier of fortune ad, five dollars
1: like, an hour to overthrow a government. <laughs>
0: like, yep you know, two two bucks for a, a non member dues, but lifetime membership is free. Like everything about that thirty second scene is freaking hilarious to me.
1: I have in my notes in all caps: Gun Club.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's so good. Absolutely. And I, it makes me sad. I the Gun Club. You don't see it too much, and I think they knew that it was it was going to be too much of a a foil for Dale, mm. and they knew they had to use it sparingly in this series. Yeah. Because usually when the and when it's a Gun Club episode, it's pretty solid.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: But and then uh, the last pro that I've got on here is this is a pretty strong season appearance for Cotton. Like, we just saw him, like, what, two, three episodes ago? Yeah. And we got a, quite a bit of him, and he just pops in at the last five minutes here to be a shithead to Hank, and be really supportive of Bobby, and, you know, just do his cotton thing. Yep.
1: But I like that, Just solidifying himself. Yeah, ourself. he's just there to be a, He's literally there, I'm here to give you a shoulder to cry on. Like, he's such a dick, man. Yep. Like, yeah, absolutely.
0: Oh, yeah. But... Okay, cons...
1: Um, cons. What do you got for cons, buddy? I don't know, because my thing shifted. Okay, so, number one, um, it's a tiny note, it's so stupid. Um, in the flashback, I really think, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I thought that, um, Hank was Bill, like, little baby Bill in the flashback, when he's got all four of them, like, in formation shooting. Yeah. And, like... I, it just threw me, and it threw the whole thing off, because why does Hank look like Bill? I don't know. I don't like it. I didn't care for it. But again, that's a stupid thing. He's got a
0: weird, like, shaved side of his head. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, that's not a Hank haircut we've ever seen.
1: It's weird, right? Like, am I wrong, or I don't know? Yeah. Okay. No,
0: no, no. It, it is kind of weird. Um, Dale should have been the announcer at the...
1: So, a couple episodes ago, I talked about how... If there's that announcer, I never know if it was Dale or somebody using Dale's voice to do the announcing thing, and we'll see this right. in an, I think two episodes down. I get really shitty about this, but like we already know they recycle the voices and stuff. But like Dale, yeah. so just we have the first episode and with it with him announcing, and oh maybe it is, maybe it's not. But with this one, Dale should one thousand percent be calling and announcing this gun rally whatever you want to call it he
0: really should be he's the president of the gun club. absolutely
1: but he's got that like weird natural like flair for talent and stuff like hell man maybe this is a good time to bring up the dale is a goddamn wizard on the casio and he's up there in the booth and yes another bullseye for bobby hill na, 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 na. i picked a bad sound effect i'm sorry my brain picked no, a like, bad
0: sound effect anyway but you get what i'm saying sorry yeah yeah Oh, no, absolutely. that's I 100% agree. Like, if you're going to do it, why aren't you giving it to Dale, who you already clearly love because you're giving him a little bit of extra time in this episode, but yet, yeah, like, it makes sense with the story? I don't know, man. I don't know. Very good call.
1: Yeah. Um. I have a final pro. Well, I... No, wait. so we're doing cons. Never mind. Well, I'm going to wait for that pro anyway. Um. Also, finally... Sorry, I just got off of my nose. Also, finally, the guns <laughs> pissed me off. I... Okay. So they made me so mad I had to look it up. And yes, Marlon does make a pump action 22. Okay. Fine. That's fine. But so, like, and I, and I guess we should have prefaced this with this. Johnny, did you grow up with firearms in the house?
0: Yes, yes, I did. Yeah, we really should have kind of addressed the fact that, like, maybe not all of our listeners have ever even shot a rifle. Yeah. But I know you and I both come from households that are okay with weapons we're from colorado in
1: the 90s like you got a gun you got it issued you in sixth grade i'm pretty damn sure
0: yeah pretty I, i grew up outside of boulder in the middle of granolaville and i still have guns in my house yeah like six of them
1: yeah and so even that brings up a funny line for me um or not a funny line i guess but it made me really think uh hank says um he was too he was too old uh seven years ago or no five years ago yeah that would have put bobby at seven years old seven years old is too young to own a gun but i think i got my first gun as a 22 at age 12 so i'm gonna say 12 years old is the all rightish age for your first gun maybe but
0: i i would say well because you can't officially own a gun until you're 18 at least in in colorado well no but i mean like you can use one with
1: and stuff and like yeah, hey, this is yours. This is a 22. It's a bolt action rifle. Figure it out, like. Yep. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Well, and and I I can I can cred I can make Hank even a little bit more credible here. I've had my hunter education and have been shooting since I was eight.
1: Yeah. No, and that's fine. Like so. Yeah. yeah.
0: As far as guns and stuff go, yeah. We're, I mean, as far as guns and stuff go, I think it's weird that he's using a pump action 22.
1: Yeah.
0: And I say that because I mean you already nailed it, like most people's first gun is a bolt action. If you've got a really cool dad, then you get a freaking lever action and you get to pretend like you're anti-freaking ugly. Yeah, you get the Henry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, like nobody has a pump action twenty-two. That's a shotgun.
1: Yeah, and that's why it's so wonky to me. And again, I grew up with guns like not surrounding me, but like my granddad was an avid hunter and like he was the import from my father. So like... I didn't have a dad, but I had a grandpa, and my grandpa had a shitload of guns. He taught me how to use all of those, all of those guns. Like, and like, you you know what they're about. You know what they do. You don't play with them. It's not a thing you mess with. Like, yeah. I had like, I had trigger discipline, but like, I think he taught me how to shoot at like age six with a BB gun, maybe earlier than that. I don't know. Like, yeah. But, no, man. Like, so yeah, this one messes me up. But even like, Hank takes three shots without. Working the pump, like I don't know, it's fine, whatever. Yeah, you no, also need to they're, tell they're, me they're, it's it's they're semi-automatic yeah. rifles. I'm sorry, Bobby puts all like six through the O-ring, and like doesn't cock it. Yeah, it, sorry, it drives me nuts. It's so obnoxious, and I know that's such no a absolutely yeah because Hank just but.
0: no like it's it's not. I mean, especially if it's something you grew up around, it's the little things that will nag at you. And, I mean, that, that's, I think, a fair con to say because there's something about it being not authentic. And really, I mean, if you're going to be doing a show about guys in Texas, you know people from Texas are going to watch it. They're going to get pissed off. They're like, that's not how a gun works because that's what people in Texas do. They just dick around with guns. Yeah, that's all they got. Yeah. They're attractive, oh, yeah.
1: attractive cousins. No, I'm sorry. That's Oklahoma.
0: Uh, that's not Oklahoma. That's Utah. Come on. My bad. <laughs> um so some of the cons that i've got in here i, I really it's it's just out of character stuff okay. for the most part hank would never go to a therapist like ever not even for bobby not
1: even for bobby I, in episode, no this is episode one right yeah episode one season two, yeah we're not going to get a hank that yeah. might try it he wouldn't
0: i don't think so because we're 13 episodes in at this point for for in total right like no, I don't think so. I don't think that at this point Hank would do it for Bobby. Okay. Maybe a little bit later when you know Hank is kind of evened out a little bit and he's not quite so angry all the time. Okay. But not this Hank.
1: No, that's cool. I'm just I don't know. No, you're you're yeah, it you're, was. You're,
0: you're, I, do. <laughs> I mean, you can fight me on it if you want. No, like, I don't want to fight and, you. I just I'm not going to dissent make sure, your opinion. We're in, but like,
1: season two, like, I don't know if we're going yeah. like, to try new things, right? You know what I mean? Like maybe that's where we're supposed to be—is we're trying new ideas, new things for characters, like
0: sure sure um but and, and then there's other things like just in it's little nitpicky stuff kind of like you were saying hank still hates the cowboys yeah he. D- y- you know he asks philip like when did you work with the cowboys last season okay goodbye like nope not even gonna bother with you is that hate or is that he's, he's, like
1: they let him down again and this guy is the one who worked with him so he definitely let him down
0: maybe i mean i'm willing to concede a little bit of that but I, I don't know it just it it doesn't sit right with me knowing how much of a nut he is maybe i'm just like getting too meta into this because i know hank in the future and i know how he's going to be with the cowboys right. so maybe that's what it is but i don't know the idea that he he will make a comment like that against the cowboys and yet still just praise the 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 word of the almighty tom landry later on like you know
1: but that was then cowboys like hell listeners yeah season's starting off right now and i can already say the packers have let me down like <laughs>
0: well no but he likes troy aikman like he's talking about current cowboys wasn't tony rum
1: their quarterback at this time
0: no roma wasn't it was aikman at was this time okay.
1: Also, I'm yeah, bad and, at sports but, so I'm and bad at this,
0: don't ask me, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. It's a, like cuz later on in the series he talks about like, "Hey, you know, Troy is throwing them to him. He can only throw them so so much. They they have to get there too." True. Like it's just weird to me that he'll talk shit on the on the Cowboys now, but like in a season he's going to like defend them with his all of his honor.
1: That's true.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um And then uh, the last con I have in here I kind of mentioned it earlier The competition is very fun to watch It's just so unrealistic Oh absolutely Like I want to go to a shooting competition Where they let me basically run through a gauntlet And just blast cardboard things And not give a shit about what I'm shooting at Or what direction I'm going But also
1: that kid took out that whole family
0: (laughs) He really did Okay uh, Let's get to favorite moments man Um um my favorite moment is
1: the the ending. I love this ending so much. So like Okay. So it ends so number one, uh the dude giving them the thumbs up killed me. Mm -hmm. I forgot about that scene. And it Yeah, tug. Oh my god, it absolutely killed me giving them the thumbs up at the end, but he doesn't have a damn thumb. But so then Bobby and Hank are walking off into the sunset, right? And it's this perfect like Bobby took second place and he's fine with it because he just had fun with his dad. And Hank, yep, didn't he let his son down, but his son doesn't care because his son was more excited to spend time with his dad than actually win. And it's this perfect like sitcom ending and we're still going to be real and they're literally walking off into the goddamn Texas sunset. But then yeah. they oh, where did we park over here? And then they just walk off. <laughs> And the screen cuts to black. We forgot your mother. We should get her. It's like... They take your stupid sitcom feel-good ending... And then they make it into this real thing like... You don't walk off into the goddamn sunset. That's not a thing that humans do. Nobody does that. It's not a thing. But they do it and then they just... They stop doing it and make it funny. And for me, that just like... It's such a weird stick-out moment for this episode... But it just makes me realize how great all of this is culminating into it. And yeah, that's my favorite moment is the ending. Like
0: Awesome. Yeah. No, it's a solid moment. What about you? What's your game? Um, I, I mentioned one earlier and it's just everything that happens in the introduction of the gun club. Like that that always just it tickles my funny bone. But I because you know I have such a soft spot for Dale, mm-hmm. Hank at one point is trying to tell Bobby that guns aren't safe and dale pops his head around the side of the fence and just goes what and that whole conversation leading up to hank going the nra is a government institution dale you're telling me that you believe something that comes out of washington and he just like silence and just goes well that's a thinker (laughs) you don't get satisfaction from it you don't get an ending to it and it's just perfect like Hank has got him dead to rights, and I love <laughs> that's it. So good, I love it, man. Absolutely. Any final thoughts for this one? Uh, you know, I don't think so. Uh, it's a it's a solid solid episode. I think we can uh, I think we can give it a rating here. Yeah, yeah, go for it. I want say I want to give uh, I want to give How to Fire a Rifle Without Really Trying a Butane rating. Okay. Um, I think it's a good season start. It's got a heart pretty heartwarming story that's earned at the end. There is a lot of really cool like hank bobby stuff that we don't see very often and it's few and far between and this is one of the few ones where i feel like the ending is earned yeah okay yeah for sure cool. so I, it's middle of the road this is a good season opener yeah
1: no absolutely um i'm gonna give it a oh god i don't know now i'm conflicted because Nah, you're right you know what i'm I, I i was gonna give it a char king and then i get to thinking about it and no it's it's not a char king it's it's not that good
0: it's, it's not quite there. It's not. It's not an A rating. It has its
1: moments. It's got some really good Bobby and Hank moments, and it also, but it also has Hank overcoming shit, which is big. Right. But also spoilers because I think they decide that Hank's got to overcome some things in this first season. If we look to the future in just a bit, but yeah, all right. No, you're right. I, I, I agree with you, Johnny. I'm going to give this one also a butane rating, and um... okay. Yeah. So, I guess we can go ahead and call her. Uh, do you still like King of the Hill, Johnny?
0: You know, Mark, I, I'm, I think it's safe to say I still like King of the Hill. Yeah. How about you? I
1: still like King of the Hill. Man, plastic white female. It's Oh, God. I love that episode. Even if I was giving up, like, you showed me that episode, and it will, like renew me for, like, plus 30 life to, like, King of
0: the Hill. Uh, you heard it here, folks. We've got our first Blue Flame of Valor, and, and damn, if it came out of Mark's mouth, that's kind of unexpected.
1: I I feel like I screwed up. Like, I don't regret my decision, but I feel like I did something bad.
0: No, uh, there's, no there's nothing to be ashamed of. It's a solid episode. I gave it an Imperial, so it's not like you and I were all that far very off. Very true. Very true. Alright. Well... Mark, where can they find us? Uh, if they
1: wanted to find us, if they took umbrage with something we said, if they've been to beauty school, and it is that bad, um, you can do that by going to danglepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us at Dangle Podcast on Twitter. You can find me at Stardust on Twitter. And Johnny, where can they find you at, buddy?
0: They can find me at krautballstream. Kraut as in sauerkraut, ball as in Swedish meatballs, and stream as in I don't know. Water. As less
1: than a s as less than a crick. I don't
0: know. There you go. Less than a crick. Alrighty. Thank you so much, Mark. You guys have a great night. Good
1: night, everybody.